Ford Field will be a madhouse come Sunday as the Lions are hosting its first playoff game at the venue against the Los Angeles Rams, which we welcome back Matt Stafford to the city. Okay. And the tickets are going to cost you a lot as well, $400 more than any other playoff game. Our next guest was the last quarterback for the Detroit Lions to start during a home playoff game. He threw 341 yards, three touchdowns, in the team's 38-6 to win over Dallas back in 91 at the Silverdome. He went on to play for the Bears and later the Chargers. After hanging up his cleats, he suffered with depression and even made an attempt on his life. But now he's back with a new book called The Ultimate Comeback, and his name is Eric Kramer, who joins us this morning on JR Morning. Eric, good to talk with you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to be on. Before we get to your book, I, I know you've been following this Dan Campbell-era Detroit Lions team. What do you think? I love it. I mean, it's, it's, probably, it's probably been the bre- uh, biggest breath of fresh air in, well, quite a long time. And obviously the whole organization, from the coaches, the general manager, the players on down, uh, have bought into it. And it's been obviously fun to watch. And you know how the fans feel. Uh, I, I know you know because you were the last quarterback to win a, a playoff game. It was at the Silverdome, and you, I'm sure the fans were crazy back then. They're even crazier now. They are. I was here at a game earlier this year against the Raiders, and I guess I'm sure there were some Raiders fans in the building. You just couldn't hear them. And, uh, <laughs> it was just, you know, it, it was great to come back and see, obviously, how starved this city is for a winner and for the Lions to deliver has been awesome. Eric, when the game was won on January 5th, 1992, no one could have expected that there wouldn't be another playoff win. They probably said that back in 1957, too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're right. I, I did not expect that to be the case, nor I'm sure did anybody. But Because uh, we were actually a good young team back then, mm-hmm. much like the one now. And um, for whatever reason, it all fell apart. But uh, I don't think that's going to be the case with this, with this current team and with them moving forward. Well, then, from your point of view, how do you see them matching up against Matthew Stafford? I mean, he has some weapons, and the, our secondary is going to have to play strong. Yeah, but I think with everything, it's he might have some weapons, but does he have an offensive line to protect? Mm-hmm. And the Lions obviously have a very good defense. Um, have had issues at times getting pressure on the quarterback, but um, it's not like – Matthew Stafford is Lamar Jackson and uh, in terms of the way he runs around. So he's obviously he works best out of the pocket, throws with good timing, and uh, and they've been, you know, great at times this year, but also they've struggled. So, um, you know, I think coming into here where it's, you know, the Lions home field and with these fans, I think today, anyway, it'll be a different story. Um, Eric, let's talk about the book. The not, old... not today. I guess it's Sunday, right? Sunday, Sunday. Sunday that's night. right. It feels to me like game day. <laughs> no, we wish it was game day. It's just taking so long to get here. Let's talk about your book, Ultimate Comeback. When you when you stopped playing football, what, what happened? What led you to the depression and the and the suicide attempt? Well, <clears throat> actually, nothing at the moment. I mean, nothing at that time. When I was done playing, physically, I had to get kind of repaired back, which took a little over a yearish. And I uh, was coaching my son's youth football team and got into broadcasting and everything mm-hmm. was going just fine, actually. And um, and then, um, you know, about, uh, I'd say, oh, eight or nine years into it, my oldest son, Griffin, um, started having some issues just um, 
kind of all the way through school, but but when he got into high school, uh, that's when things started to kind of derail for him in terms of you know uh, friends and not ga- not getting the ones he was aiming for, and uh, and then started to kind of slip down some rungs in who he was hanging around with, and then he started making some bad decisions and found himself in a drug rehab center. Um, and when I say that, uh, it was, it was a very good one. And my, by that, I mean, <clears throat> with counseling. And, um, so, uh, he got sober for, I think it was 90 days. Right. And then went into an outpatient, same program, mm-hmm. but an outpatient where he lived at home, which was basically slept at home. And, uh, he was gone most of the day and, um, eventually that outpatient program ended and Griffin went back to high school. And that's when the trouble for him began is, uh, he got put back into a school where he didn't belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, um, during the football season in late October, 2011, um, died of a, a heroin overdose. Yes. And so, uh, you know, that was a tough phone call to get one yeah. morning. Yeah. And, um, because I had just seen him, uh, not the night before, two nights before, um, at his uh, last high school game. And, uh, or not the teams, but his. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, that coupled with having to tell my youngest son, Dylan, what had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that was a, you know, a, th- those two times in my life, those t- uh, two day, two different days. Uh, I'm sorry, same day, but uh, th- that was the two crushing things that I that stand out for me mm-hmm. in in a lifetime of other issues too. But those two, by far the most. Yeah, I think people really appreciate your honesty. Uh, I came over from Channel Four, and your sit down with Bernie Smilovitz again. You are so honest, so I think people will really appreciate reading your book because you say it's rebirth, and you now live your life with a purpose. And of course the people here in Detroit love you, Eric, you won the last playoff game and I'm sure they're hoping for another win on Sunday. Yeah. As am I, as of everybody. And, and so, yeah, I, I How think will that you watch? I'll be there. Oh, great. So, uh, oh, that's yeah. right. You have a meet and greet. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, so a couple apparently. So there's one, uh, tonight, Friday, today, mm-hmm. Friday. Yes. Yep. So yeah, Tonight over at Tommy's Bar, uh, um, so there's going to be one like a book signing and uh, meet and greet. That's from and 7 to believe, 9 tonight at Tommy's seven, Detroit Bar. Right. Yep, and thank you for that. And then tomorrow, I believe there's one over at Little Caesars, um, excuse me, on Sunday. Um, and I think that's more in uh, later afternoon as well. All right, great. People, go see Eric Kramer. Give me one key to victory, Eric, before we we have to go. (laughs) Okay. I would say uh, don't turn the ball over first when you're on offense and cause turnovers on defense. And uh, I think fans will react accordingly. All right, win the turnover battle. That's right. We're glad you're here. And it's it's our hope, that uh, Eric, that someone listening to you right now and hearing how you came out on the positive side of this could help them get through some tough times as well. We thank you for joining us this morning on JR Morning. Thank you guys so much.
What a great guy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, being honest with things like that, I think, is so important. And it, it could help someone mm -hmm. to do that, you know. And so, yeah, make sure you get over there to uh, Tommy's Bar and Grill, 624 3rd Avenue, 7 to 9 p.m. tonight, a meet and greet. And uh, you can get the book as well. Jamie, it we did it. It was a pleasure, it. Lloyd. Go Lions. Go Lions. Forward down the field.